Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. So welcome back to When Wit Happens podcast. Today we have a guest and we're going to be talking about all things travel, food, and blogging. And I'm going to have my guest go ahead and introduce herself to us now. My name is Tamiko Harvey. I am the founder and creator of Passports and Grub, and that's P-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-A-N-D-G-R-U-B.com. Yes, so Passports and Grub. How did you come up with this idea to have travel and food blogs? Well, originally it started, my little brother passed away, it was four years, August 10th, Mm -hmm. and he was 22 years old and had a heart attack in his sleep and died, was a senior at Tennessee State University here in Nashville. And that sort of started me to thinking, you know, we all think that, you know, we're going to retire and we are going to go and see the world once we retire, but you know, who's to say that we're going to make it to retirement? Who's going to say that your health is going to be the best of shape when you retire? Who says you're going to be, you've made the right financial decisions. And so I sort of took his passing and sort of put it into a blog and say, you know what, I need to go and see as much of the world as I can while I'm young, while I'm able, and while I have the financial means to do so. Right. I definitely can understand that. As you know, I have a a illness too. So like when all of that kind of happened to me, I kind of felt the same way about needing to, you know, live your best life daily, you know, not take every day for granted. Like I can do this later because later doesn't always come. You never know what's coming the next day. So that's a great reason to start it. And I know you really are serious about doing all this traveling and living your best life because you still work a nine to five and do this blog full time as well and travel the world. So how do you do all of that? It is extremely difficult. I will say, you know, most people, when they think of blogging, they see the pretty photos and the post on Instagram and Facebook, but it is really, really hard work. I'm up most nights to one and two o'clock in the morning. Uh, My husband has semi tried to ban the computer from my bedroom (laughs) because, you know, instead of me spending quality time with my husband at nighttime, I'm in the bed with my computer working. And so, you know, I try to be more cognizant of that as opposed to, you know, just bringing it, but it is, it's a lot of hard work. So I work during the daytime. I may spend two hours on my day job and then I may start working on my blog and then go back. Cause I work from home with my day job. So mm-hmm. I don't go into an office. So that kind of helps a little bit as well. But you know, I have two computers in front of me all day long and I'm back and forth cause you know, ideas pop in your head. You have to write them down. It's a lot of hard work and it's just me. Yeah. That is a lot to do. A lot of of juggling and everything on social media makes everything look perfect. Like, you know, everything is going well. But like you say, you have to balance it. Like you're in the bed with the laptop. So. Right. And I'm I'm a mom. I'm a a wife. I still have a daughter. You know, I got to make sure she and even this morning, you know, I overslept. (laughs) Luckily, she woke up 
and had already gotten ourselves together, but it was 7.15. Right. I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my God, I overslept. I, and she was like already up with her clothes on. But that goes back to, you know, going to bed late because my blog is a full-time job. It's not something that's a hobby for me. Right. You have all the jobs, wife, mother, blogger, and you're nine to five. So right. that is a lot on your plate. So speaking of plates, have you done any food challenges? Now, I saw your daughter do a hot sauce challenge yeah. that almost took her out. Yeah. <laughs> so have you done any or would you do any? And why didn't you taste that hot sauce yourself? Girl, I saw what that did to my daughter and my bonus child. That would be a no. <laughs> <laughs> They were, we thought for a minute we were going to have to take them to the emergency room. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really bad. And I cut the camera off and it got like really, really bad. It was scary for a minute. Mm -hmm. Again, so I will do challenges and I have done them because we do them in every summer, but I have not done like the hot sauce hot. challenge. We normally would do like all kind of nasty stuff and you have to pick which one you want and whichever one doesn't throw up or spit it out is the one that will win yes. some sort of financial uh, monetary prize from it. So yes, I do do them, but I wasn't doing that hot sauce challenge. <laughs> yeah, that did look extreme. And it's like they only took a little bit. I'm like, why are people even making things that hot? You know, it really wasn't even like the tip of a pen or pencil. It was really just a little drop and it took them out. It did. Goodness, I just don't understand. Like, I see a lot of the hot challenges on YouTube and other stuff like that. And, ooh, it is no joke. So I saw them do that. I was like, oh, poor babies. But then they were laughing about it afterwards. So Yeah, they felt a little bit better. It took a couple of hours, though. Them, They were not feeling well. Poor things. Poor babies. Oh, goodness. But in that trying new foods and stuff, what's the oddest food that you think you tried being out and about? Termites termites yes we were in belize i think okay. it was so belize is very 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 poor mm -hmm. and we did not stay on the beach side of belize we stayed sort of in the mountains or the jungle okay. which is a little bit different than what you see if you go on a cruise and then they let you out you know right on the little beach area and then you see looks all beautiful and nice well we didn't stay in that part but I did stay at a luxury resort, but it just was not on the beach side. Mm -hmm. And so we went hiking and we had a guide and termites are a great source of protein for them because it is so poor over there. So they eat, they eat termites because it's a great source of protein. And so there was a termite mound in a tree and he knocked it down and they all came running out and we picked them up and we tried some termites. So you tried a fresh, live termite. They tasted like sweet baby carrots. Girl, how big were they? They were small. They, they were like regular termites. They were Little small. small ter oh, my goodness. And it they was a huge mound of termites. Wow. You know, I, I see people eating bugs in other countries and crickets and spots. You know, all kinds. Of, but I've never heard of a termite. Yeah, but it was very, it was, had a very distinct taste. It tasted like sweet baby carrots. They were, they were very, very sweet. That's so strange. But I guess that, that's a, if they taste decent, then right. 
It's a great source of protein. And even with that, we don't understand how blessed we are mm-hmm. that, you know, even that experience, you know, we were joking about it. My husband was like, oh, it tastes like chicken. But, <laughs> you know, even looking at that and saying to yourself, I'm over here trying something that this is what their source of protein is every day because they don't have enough food. Wow. Yeah, we do take a lot of stuff for granted. The choices right. we have and the options to be picky about what right. we actually eat. Right. That is true. So has there been like any place you're saying, you know, that place was, you know, poor and, you know, other places that are expensive, but you have bad experiences in. Has there been any place that you've traveled that for any reason you would never go to again? I think Belize is that place for me. I don't mm-hmm. ever, I don't have a desire to go back to Belize. Why wouldn't you go back there? Was it just what you saw or? You know what? I felt like Belize was extremely overrated mm-hmm. um, because I've heard so many great things about Belize and the resort we stayed in was beautiful. It really was, but it just was extremely overrated. I felt like I was visiting somewhere I did not need to be because it was so poor and you look around, I sort of felt guilty for Mm -hmm. being there because just when you thought that it couldn't get any worse and everything was so terrible and bad, you saw something that was even worse than what you had just saw. It sort of felt like I was this sort of snooty uppity person that even though I'm not that way, it made Mm -hmm. me feel like, I'm here looking at how these people live, taking pictures, and they are like so extremely poor. And I'm like, I don't know. It I didn't feel good about being over there. Yeah, that's that's not a good feeling to just feel like it makes you feel bad. Like you said, it's just, and that's not the kind of feeling you want to get on vacation. When we do, you have the luxury of taking a vacation, and these people are, you know, suffering right before your eyes, and people are kind of using that as a means to get people to travel there you know yes and that's exactly what it was I mean it was I literally was looking around and felt like I was invading this country or maybe not invading but I was there and witnessing how poor it was and I'm on this luxury vacation and these people don't even have anything to eat I didn't leave there feeling good. And I actually want to take my daughter back. Actually, I always say I'm going to take her back, you know, because, you know, our kids are very blessed and they don't understand, you know, she's complaining about ain't no Wi-Fi in the car. Well, you know, if if that's all you got to worry about, that is no Wi-Fi in the car. And so I try to expose her to, you know, other cultures, other destinations, how other people live. And so I always say I'm going to take her back so that she can see that, so that she can understand how blessed she is. Right. Yeah, because that is something to see with your own eyes. I think especially now with, you know, the Internet and technology, you see so many images that, you know, some stuff becomes, oh, yeah, there are poor people, but you don't really realize it until you go to a place and you really see it, you know, with your own eyes, how other people are living. And we're just you know, we're just blessed by where we were born. You know, we had nothing to do with being born here. So, you know, it is just with sheer luck and blessing that we are here where we are. So that would be a good trip. 
Is there anywhere else that you haven't taken her that you, that you want to take her? Yes. So she is dying to go to uh, Africa. She okay. wants to go to the door of no return. I'm taking her to Turks and Caicos in October. I don't know what we, what I have planned for her for next year, but we're doing take Turks and Caicos in October. And then I'm going to work on something for her for next year. She is living the life. Okay. <laughs> Getting to go on all the trips. I love it. Cause yeah. I wish I would have been able to travel, you know, when I was young, you know, as opposed to waiting until I was older, but you know, whenever you can do it, do it. But that's really good that she's being exposed to the world and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, she really, really loves travel and loves other cultures and she doesn't look at food and say, Oh my God, that's nasty. Even though she's never tried it. I don't allow her to say that something is nasty. If you've never had it, I don't allow her to sort of look at other cultures and look down on other cultures or think that her beliefs are always right because you know, that's what traveling is all about. It's about, you know, going out, experiencing other cultures, having an open mind and not thinking that you are always right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, that's a good point that, you know, you have her to try things before she makes a decision about them because you see so much tourism, even just from the pictures I've seen. I haven't been a lot of places, but just from the pictures I see of people going to different places that are even exotic for us that you wouldn't, you know, necessarily think you'd always get to like Thailand takes a day to even travel to, but you know, you see people there trying to eat hamburgers or fries or go to the McDonald's at every meal because they're just going for stuff. They're convenient, you know, that's convenient and they're used to you're there for a reason, not just for an Instagram picture, like try some of the food, you know, go to a cultural event, you know, experience, while you're over there, you could have had McDonald's and Popeye's or whatever in the United States instead of, you know, going to another place and experience, truly experiencing at least for a couple meals, you know, right. what's happening. Yeah. And that's one thing I always try to do. I just got back from the Czech Republic and oh my gosh, the food over there was like so amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was just that. I think the Czech Republic has moved up to my top spot of places that I've been. Really? And, and it had never even been on my bucket list. I had never even had a desire to go to the Czech Republic. And it was just everything. Oh my goodness. So what did you like about it? Like, and how, how did you get this opportunity to go to the Czech Republic? I was speaking at a travel conference, uh, TBEX. Mm-hmm. So TBEX is a travel conference geared towards bloggers, and it uh, connects bloggers with tourism bureaus and DMOs. And then sort of like a speed dating network, they have sessions on you know how to make your blog a business, uh, SEO, pitching, and I was teaching a, a session on pitching, how to culinary tourism and how uh, CVBs and DMOs can work with bloggers to promote culinary tourism in their destinations. Hmm. And so they flew me out and put me in a hotel. And so, and then I, I stayed for a few additional days and I just traveled all over the Czech Republic. The, oh my God, the food was amazing. The people were so nice. The only black people I saw were the ones that were at the conference. So there weren't a lot of black people over there, but everybody was so nice and it was really, really awesome. You know, great that you went there. Cause when I saw that you were over there, I was just like, where did, where did that come from? You know, 
It's wow. like that's not a place that people typically think about when they're thinking of like traveling. So that's right. good to know. And I feel like, you know, in other countries, especially like the food, you know, when people are talking about the food that is a lot of times it's fresher. We get all this processed food over here. You know, we're blessed to have so many options, but you know, just this fresh, you know, good cooked food over there in other countries too. And it really was. They pride themselves on everything being fresh. It wasn't like you said, a lot of processed foods and it was really very inexpensive to even be over there. Like after the conference was over with, I went out to dinner one night with a couple of other bloggers and I had an appetizer. I had an entree, dessert, and maybe four cocktails. And including my tip, it wasn't even 30 US dollars. Oh my gosh. It's like, I can come over here and ball out of control. I can make it rain over here. Hello, all the way out of control. You can't get two drinks here for $30 sometimes. Right. They about $15 a piece. And I had a whole spread. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What's another favorite travel experience or place that you've been? I have two favorite places that are the top of my list, but they are completely separate ends of the spectrum. Costa Rica is one of my favorite, favorite places. And I go to this little town, it's called Santa Teresa. It's on the Nicoya Peninsula. It's very undeveloped. And so you'll have howling monkeys all over the top. There'll be sloths crossing the street. I mean, very undeveloped. And that is what I love about it is that some of the other places in Costa Rica just look like you're going to any other city in the U.S. Mm. But this little town is still undeveloped and it is just amazing. I stay at this little boutique hotel that only has 10 villas. They're all on the beach. Very beautiful. Your whole room is outdoors except for the bedroom. It's the only thing that's enclosed. So the bathroom the shower, the living room, the kitchen, everything is outside except for the bedroom. So it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to look that up. And then my second place is the Amalfi Coast in Italy. I love the Amalfi Coast. And that's on the southern tip of Italy. There I ordered uh, some octopus at a restaurant. And they sent a little old man about 80 years old in a little rowboat out into the middle of the Mediterranean. He came back 15 minutes later with the octopus. They came and brought it up to my table in a bucket. It was all black, nasty. And 20 minutes later, I had fresh octopus on my plate. It doesn't even get any better than that. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I I wouldn't even know what to think. Yeah, it was that. So the Amalfi Coast was pretty cool. I love that. And I love Costa Rica. So were both of those places, places that you traveled to since you started the blog? Uh, yes. So since okay. I started, well, I went to the Amalfi Coast right when I started the blog. So when I came back from the Amalfi Coast is when I started the blog. Okay. Yes. Yes. Document that amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know really what a blog was. And after my brother passed away and I had just gotten back from the Amalfi Coast, everybody was saying, you should start a blog. And I was like, well, what is a blog? (laughs) And they were like, you always are traveling. You should, you should start a blog. And then I started researching and, and immediately I said, I'm going to tackle this as if it is a business and not a hobby because I am a little bit older. Um, I just had a birthday 
And I was like, you know, this could be my husband and I transition out of corporate America once we retire, and this could be our next source of income. So I immediately started it as a business and not as a hobby, which is one of the reasons why I've been able to be so successful in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't even realize how that came about that you hadn't had any blogs before, but this idea was just kind of so fresh to me. The The name always popped to me. It just seems like it was kind of meant for you. You know, it just, everything kind of fell into place for you. It was like your thing, like you were so good at it. And it just seemed like it was natural for you to be writing this and being the spokesperson for, you know, these locations and things. It has, it's, you know, it's even challenged me and I'm very tech illiterate. I'm not the most technical person in the world, but it has challenged me to learn things that I did, I did not have a desire to learn. But because when you have a blog, you know, you're your own tech person. I don't have, mm-hmm. you know, a company that I can call and say, oh, this is, I have to figure it out myself. So I've spent countless hours on YouTube and Google and trying to figure out when something breaks on my back end, how to fix it. You know, it's a one person organization that I have going on. So it has challenged me. And, you know, I feel a sense of pride when I figure something out that I didn't even realize that I didn't think I would ever be able to understand. So it's been a blessing. Has your daughter taken any interest in blogging or any helping you in any of it? She does and what she has. And so what I plan on for her to do, I've told her if she wants to make some extra coins (laughs) that she can learn Instagram and I will allow her to take over my Instagram account. And I want to slowly start teaching her, you know, about social media and all of the aspects. And even I was thinking about putting a portion on my blog that was like related to children's travel Mm -hmm. and let that be her little portion of it. Talk about, you know, children travel and where to go and and educational and fun at the same time. So that's one of the things on my to-do list as well. Yeah, that would be good because I know a lot of my friends who have kids, you know, I feel like sometimes some people feel like they can only, you know, do the Disney's or the theme parks and stuff like that because, you know, they have kids. It's good to see, you know, that places are kid friendly and they have the educational components and that kids aren't getting bored, especially once your daughter's age, you know, you need to find, you know, stuff for them to do because they're, you know, preteens, teenagers, right. You know, they're the hardest to please. (laughs) But, you know, even though I travel greatly with my daughter, I travel just as much with my husband as well. And I focus a lot about that on my blog, that once women become parents, they sort of feel like they have to take their kids everywhere they go. And they can't like go take a staycation or take a weekend trip with their husband because they think somebody want their kid. People don't even want their own kids. Why they want (laughs) to? Like, (laughs) your kid gonna be okay when you come back. Learn, and I don't think that there is a balance with mothers with understanding that it's okay to travel without your children that, you know, you still have to give that quality time to your spouse, to your mate. You have to make them a priority. And it's not just about your kids. Once you have children, they need to understand what it looks like to have a a healthy marriage or a healthy relationship. And you can't do that if your kids are, in my opinion, the center of your world. They have to know that you need your own private time, that you need away time, that you need to 
you know, replenish yourself and pour back into yourself so that you can be a better mom to them. Yes, you are preaching out here. Yes, I believe that. I don't have a husband or kids, but, you know, I always feel like you have to, you know, start with you. You fill your tank so you can be your best self, so you can be your, you know, best partner to your spouse. And then y'all can be both full and be the best, you know, parents, you know, can't just jump to the end and then you know your relationship and then you are going to be lacking you know if you just jump to putting everything into the kids so I definitely feel that so has what's the best travel experience that you had with your husband oh let's see I'm going to say Costa Rica that's um we used to go every year we haven't been in two years I don't think I'm hoping that we'll go back next year but yeah Costa Rica that's where that little uh Flor Blanca is the name of the uh, resort and it's in Santa Teresa. We were going there every year. I got engaged there. Oh. Um, and so it's our little piece of heaven on earth where we keep going back over and over and over again. So I would say for Blanca, we love it there. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, taking the time for you and your husband, what do you do for self-care? Oh, every two weeks I go get me manicures, pedicures. I will get up and take me a solo trip by myself in a heartbeat. If once (laughs) them don'ts start getting on my nerves, I will be like, I'll be back on Friday. (laughs) And I don't have a problem with doing that. I don't feel like I'm neglecting either one of them. I feel like it's okay to take time for yourself. And because when you're doing everything as a wife and as a mom and making sure, you know, everybody's up, that food is ready, dinner is ready, you're cleaning up, you're washing, you're doing all these things, but you don't take time for you. So I will get out of here and pack my bag up and go to a surrounding state and stay three or four days and come back and be like, okay, I like y'all again. (laughs) Yeah, I can deal with y'all now. Right. And there's nothing wrong with, with doing that. I promise you, nobody wants my my daughter. Now, ain't nobody going to try to take her. Don't nobody want her but me. (laughs) She will be fine. She will be fine. And she is in good care. She has a great dad. He ain't going to let nothing happen to her. So I don't feel like, oh, I can't. Maybe she won't get her lunch or he ain't going to feed her or feeling like I'm the only one that can be a good provider. I don't feel that way. That's good. That's really good. So are you proud of everything that you're doing, you know, with your time and your blog right now? I am. I'm extremely, I feel extremely blessed. I'm just waiting on Auntie O to find me so I can have (laughs) the travel talk show. Yes. Um, But I do. That is, that's my ultimate goal is to have a travel talk show because there are not any women of color. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Onika has a, a show now, but it's not on on a regular basis. It's on Facebook, but there isn't like a, a travel show that is in the mass media that shows black people traveling. You know, they act like we're having this phenomenon, the black travel movement. Well, we've always traveled. Mm-hmm. It's not a phenomenon. It's just the mass media didn't show that. So now it's like, oh, there's a black travel movement. No, black people have always traveled. Yes. So, yes, I am extremely proud. So if you, anybody out there in these internets, uh, no, Auntie O, tell her to uh, call Tamiko Harvey of Passports and Grub so she can get me on the own network. Amen. Yes, girl. Put that out there in the universe. Exactly. Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Yes. That's right. Put it out there. 
are there any tips that you would give anybody who is just starting on their traveling journey? You know, my number one thing I would say is don't wait on other people. That's another thing that holds everybody back from traveling. You ask your friends, you ask your girlfriend, everybody a year in advance. They say, yeah, girl, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And then when it gets time to get to pay some money, some came up. Ain't nobody. Everybody coins low. They can't go. Solo travel is awesome. When I was just in the Czech Republic, I was by myself. And I traveled all over the Czech Republic by myself. And so I think that would be the biggest thing is don't wait on other people to go with you. Because if you wait on other people, you may be waiting forever. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people do get scared about traveling alone, especially outside the country. So if they start with smaller trips, maybe uh, do a solo vacation, you know, locally, because I I guess people just aren't used to spending a lot of time away from their normal activities by themselves. So. And you know what else? And travel doesn't have to be international. I think a lot of people in their minds now, like we take weekend trips all the time. Like we stay on a weekend excursion and traveling doesn't mean going to the Czech Republic. It is getting outside of your zip code, even if it's just two hours up the road, see if there's a festival going on, see what's going on in the neighboring state and make a weekend out of it. Like we love waterfalls. So in the summertime, my daughter and I, there are 545 waterfalls in Tennessee. So in the summer, we take our weekends and we go chase waterfalls. That is, that's traveling. So traveling doesn't mean spending thousands of dollars or $2,000 on an airline ticket and staying at some boutique hotel that's exclusive and you're spending all of this money. That is not what travel is about. I mean, it's nice to do those things, but that isn't the only form of travel. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I do say that, you know, it's nice to see the other places in the world, but you know, there's so many places in the United States and in our own states that people don't always see and that they don't realize is, you know, beautiful. Like I'm from Arkansas, grew up there and didn't realize there were that many waterfalls in Tennessee, a neighboring state. The movie Gone with the Wind. Yes. There is a park in Arkansas, the intro to Gone with the Wind. And that is where it was filmed. I recently just read something about it because I didn't realize that it was some article about movies that were filmed in every state that I just saw. And of course, I always go straight to Arkansas to see what was done. And I saw that, but I don't even remember. But yeah, it's just the facts that you don't realize the everybody loves hot springs, of course, and, you know, the diamond mines and all that kind of stuff. And we go to Arkansas a lot. We love, I love Arkansas. It's, it's beautiful. The Old Mill is the name of the place. The Old Mill, okay. Yes, and it is beautiful there. And that's the name of the park. It's called the Old Mill. See, and you know, that's my own state, and I hadn't even, you know, been there. Yep, so. and I mean, it's beautiful. And so there's something in every state that your state or the surrounding state that you can find something to say, okay, I want to go here. Even with when you have children, we spend our whole summer doing weekend getaways because it's expensive to take four people buy four airline tickets hotel rooms and all of that so we spend every weekend going to a different city and staying for the weekend and that's a way of even still traveling getting the kids out it's educational it's fun all that at the same time yes you have all the tips that is wonderful 
Because now you got me thinking like, oh, where can I go on the weekends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. since I moved to New Orleans, I feel like I really need to explore the city more because, you know, I've, I've visited New Orleans a bunch of times before I moved here last year, you know, but, you know, there's still stuff that I haven't seen. So, you know, I need to be a tourist in my own new city and then, you know, venture out into other parts of Louisiana as well. Yeah, because next year I'm going to take my daughter to the Whitney Plantation. Have you been there yet? I have not. That's next on my to-do list is to take her to the Whitney Plantation. So we're going to do that next year. So I'm excited about that. But I love Louisiana and I love New Orleans. But so yeah, we're going to do the Whitney Plantation again. That's something that's educational. It's teaching her about, you know, where she came from, her heritage, about slavery. So that's something that we're going to do next year. Yes, I love it. Plan out these educational trips and summers for the kids so my last question before we wrap up this portion okay do you have any books or anything that you're reading right now do you listen to any podcast or listen to any books like what what are you consuming right now you know i am consuming it's all business related mm-hmm. um the main thing i listen to every day is the secret i'm sure you've heard of that yes Yes. And so I listen to that daily because it's just about speaking positivity into your life and understanding that the power of the words that come out of your mouth sort of dictate what kind of life you have. So I try to make sure every morning when I go walking, I listen to that to put me in the right frame of mind that I'm putting out in the atmosphere, what I want my life, what I want my day to look like. And for me to be thankful and to give thanks for where I am right now, because I believe that you can't receive more if you're not grateful for where you are at this particular time. Mm. So that's something that I listen to every day. And then I listen to Oprah's uh, Super Soul Sunday on podcast. I saw that she added that. And I, I was like, oh, I need to subscribe so I can listen to some of those episodes that I missed. And then I listen to, there's a travel marketing and PR podcast that I listen to, and I listen to pro bloggers. So most of the, it's a mix between self-help and business is sort of what I listen to. Yes. Get you motivated and go. Get me motivated. Get me on the right track. Do you have any issues with like time management and stuff like that? Are you pretty good with your, like doing what you have to do? No, I am horrible with time management. (laughs) Like. Like extremely horrible with with time management, and I really slick think I have adult ADHD because it's like I'll be thinking about something that I need to do, and I'll be working on something, and then some will pop in my mind, and then I'm off of that on to the next within you know 15, 20 minutes. So I can't stay focused to finish one thing because. I am always on to the next. So my time management skill set is not the best. So if you have some tips for me on time management, I am open. You know, actually a book that really did help me this year, and I'm still working on it, um, it was the 12-week year. Have you heard about that? I haven't, Uh uh-uh. 12-week year. So the first part of the book is really, you know, it's talking about motivating you, and it's a lot of helpful tips about starting and you know getting stuff flowing and you know actually taking actionable steps and it's kind of like where people you know you have a nine to five so you know about the crunch whenever you're 
fiscal year ends or you have to make deadlines that, you know, people know it's coming up, but not until that month or two right before the deadline. Do people get into this extra work mode where they're getting everything done and being super productive? So they kind of take that mentality of that crunch time of those last, you know, 12 weeks of the year and right. put that into different segments where you have essentially that crunch time in a 12-week segment several times on the year. And they're talking about how that's helped people be more productive in their sales. And it's not even, hasn't even been about doing different things or adding things to what you do. It's just about bettering what you already do to make it more effective for your process. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to check that out because my time management is not, is not the best at all. So yes, I'm going to look at that and I'm, I'm going to follow up and let you know how it was. Yes, please do. So I want to thank you for joining me today. So if you can tell people how they can follow you and how they can read your blog, that would be great. Again, I am Tamiko Harvey. I am of Passports and Grub and that's P-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S A-N-D Grub. And I can be found on across all social media at Passports and Grub. So check out my blog, follow me. I'm always off to some other destination. In September, I'm headed to Victoria, British Columbia. And then October, I am headed to Turks and Caicos. Then I'm headed to Las Vegas in November. And I think November, uh, December, I'm going to sit my behind at home. Girl, you are all the way in December before you sit down. <laughs> yes, yes. But how the year is going, we're, we're almost in December anyway, so. Yes, we are. We are almost in December, and it's crazy how this year has, like, flown by. I know, after it seemed like it started so slow. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. So welcome back. You know, with every episode, I can't leave you without a little adventure and ridiculosity. And today we're going to be talking about the show Love Is. So Tamiko hasn't watched the show yet, but one of my favorite things about her is she has an opinion and she is not afraid to tell you her opinion. And, and especially about relationships, she will tell you what she would not take, what she did not take, and what she will never take. And I love that about her. So if you've watched the show, you know there is what some people have been complaining about or just mentioning that it gives the idea, you know, that everybody should attain to a struggle love. Although, you know, I don't feel like you have to take things from a show. You could be learning what not to do from a show, but we know that it is the true love story of Mara Brockakill and her husband. And it seems like he was essentially homeless, jobless, and just a struggling artist when they met. And she was an up-and-coming writer in Hollywood. And she kind of took him in, you know, mm-hmm. as her love interest and kind of helped make him better. But, you know, she's been the the breadwinner, the the leader. And people are saying that, ooh, that's, that's that type of struggle love that they wouldn't want. So I just wanted to take a second to talk about struggle love and if mm. it's worthwhile. And I know Tamiko has something to say about it. Yeah, no, I don't do struggle love. I'm too old. <laughs> You're too, too old for that? I'm, I'm too old for struggle love. And I, you know, when I was in my 20s, because that's the time to experiment and understand. But once you get a certain age, and that goes for men and women, you should aspire to have somebody in your life that is going to uplift you 
and bring you up. I don't know and why black women are the only ones that are told, oh, you know, why you not dating somebody to work at McDonald's? Why he a good guy? Because I don't want to date nobody to work at McDonald's. What fuck? Why am I do that? <laughs> like, that don't even make sense. Mm. Like, why do we, like, look up to women or men to, like, oh, if she puts up with a certain amount, then she is now worthy. I can trust her. Huh? Yeah. That don't even make sense. Absolutely not. I'm not here for that. Yeah, no, uh-uh. You can do bad all by yourself. That saying will never go out of style. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't understand the whole concept of if you struggle with me. No, I, I don't want to struggle with anybody. Of course, relationships aren't going to be perfect all the time, but I don't need to be dragged through the struggle like I'm on some reality show about, like, I'm on with Fear Factor having to go through all these tests. I don't know. Uh-uh. I don't need that. And don't get me wrong. If something was to happen to my husband, I got his back 150%. I got him. It's nothing that I won't do for my husband. There mm-hmm. is. I ain't going to jail for him, though. I ain't going <laughs> to do that. I ain't riding a dime, either. I ain't have no struggle love, and I ain't going to ride with you, and I sure ain't dying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but within reason, I got him. I got his back 150%, and he knows that. But when you are dating someone and you're just starting to date, you know, what is wrong with having expectations and saying, this is what I require if you want to court me? And Mm -hmm. I think women have gotten to a point now where, you know, with this, I'm not even going to say feminism, or I don't know if that's even the right term, but, you know, I don't need a man and I don't need nobody. Look, yes, I do. I I act like I am uh, defenseless and I can't change a light bulb over here at 1812. Yes, ma'am. I, you have to allow men to feel needed and be a man. That doesn't make you any less woman because a, a man opens up the door for you or pays for your dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this new age dating where I don't need a man and I don't want nobody opening up a door. And that is like so crazy. Yeah, I don't but understand that crazy. segment of the population either. I feel like it's just these extremes keep taking over, you know, and so people think all men, you know, are, you know, this way and and that any woman who says she's a feminist is that way. But, you know, that's not, you know, always the case. And so I feel like those narratives keep taking over. Like if you go on Twitter, you see both extremes at each other's neck all the time. And it's us sitting right. in the middle like, dang, like, is this is this really how it is? Right. You know, and making it hard in the dating scene. Like you see that argument about $200 dates and all this stuff all the time and about people feeling ungrateful or people not wanting to take people on dates. I'm like, y'all, this has got to stop. If somebody has the means to take somebody on a $200 date, which in certain parts of the country is a regular dinner. Right. You know, if you in DC, you going out, let's say you Uber in there, you going to dinner at a nice place. You That's going to be easy over a hundred something dollars. Right. So right. that's not even like it's some kind of extreme number. Like, just because you don't have $200, but you saying, oh, because women want $200 dates, you can't take nobody out and you refuse to date. It's plenty of free stuff. It's festivals. It's museums. You can have a whole meaningful time for free and you making excuses talking about, I don't got no money. I can't take you out. Let's Netflix and chill. No, it's free and cheap things that people can do. And they're just making excuses, you know, about what they'll accept and what they can do. Well, but I think that's because women have allowed that to happen because we're like, well, 
You know, he is trying. No, men are hunters by nature. And if he wants you, he'll do whatever he has to do to keep you because he don't want nobody else to have you. Mm -hmm. So if you require a minimal, that's what he is going to do is the minimum. Yeah. You got to make him work for it. If you ain't making <laughs> him work for it, they just like, okay. Yeah. And if he's not willing to, you got to be willing to walk away. Just walk away and yep. let him go. And go ahead and let him go. Ooh. Yep. I completely agree. Yeah, that's a lesson and that's a word because I think that's what other things are. You know, people are preaching this, you know, black women are single and this, that, and the third. You're not going to have a man. So I feel like sometimes they're scared to let go of the little piece of man that they do have. And do you really just want a little piece of a man? Mm -hmm. Is that really what you no. aspire to have? Mm -hmm. Just a little piece? You don't feel like you're worthy enough? Even that goes back into... The secret that I listen to, if only thing that's coming out of your mouth is, you know, men ain't nothing. I can't never meet nobody. You know, you have all these negative things to say about men. Then those are the type of people that you are going to attract into your life. Because mm. that's what, that's the only thing you're talking about. Yeah. So if the only thing you see, all men are dogs. Well, all men are dogs. But if that's what you keep saying every day, every man you meet is going to be a dog. Mm. Because that's what you're speaking out into the universe. That's what you're speaking out into the universe. Yep. Wow. Because I don't believe that all men are dogs. Mm -hmm. and, and so, but that's the only thing that you are talking about. That's what you on Facebook talking about. That's what you're talking about to your girlfriends. You know, all of this drama, then that's what you are going to continue to bring into your life. So then you have to decide, you know, where are you going? Who are you meeting? And then how are you portraying yourself? I know, you know, women like to think it's 2019 and I could dress however I want to dress. But then when a guy approaches you because you got all your boobs out, you got all your butt out. And then you mad saying, why I can't be half naked and you still respect me. Uh, uh, what well, duh? I'm probably going to get some hate. hate uh, <laughs> you probably, probably are. You probably are. But you know. I did see something about some quote that like some school had up uh, that was similar to that, which is kind of like, I hate sometimes when people do put all the onus on the women, but you know, it is true that, you know, if you do dress a certain way, unfortunately men may approach you in a disrespectful way, but you, you, you have to know that that is a possibility you know, you can be dressed regularly and we know that men can approach you in a disrespectful way. So you kind of have to be cognizant, but then we also have to teach our boys to not do that same thing. And, you know, it's not going to be instantaneous. So while it's not instantaneous, you have to like know that there's going to be a time where it's still going to happen until we get it corrected, you know? And I don't want to sound like I believe that all of the onus is on women because that's, I don't think that at right. all. But I do believe that you can't be walking around here butt naked and thinking somebody ain't going to look at you. Mm -hmm. When we get ready, we are both women. And when women are getting ready, whether it's going to the club, whether it's going to the bar with their girlfriend, you are getting yourself together so that you can look attractive so that you can look good. And when you're standing in the mirror and if you are like got your butt out, all your breasts out, you mm -hmm. half naked, what is it that you are portraying? Because first impressions are everything. So what is it that you are putting out there? 
And what is it that you are receiving back? So if you're only getting the wrong thing, then maybe you need to evaluate what you're putting out. Yeah, that is true. If you're getting the same result, you need to switch something in yourself, whether it's how you dress or how you approach the situation. That is true. It if is. You, if you do continue to do that same thing and you don't like your, the return on it, there's something that you need to switch up. That is true. Right. So you can't keep saying, oh, my God, I'm meeting all these dogs and I only meet bad guys and I can't meet a nice guy. But then you going to the club half naked, getting turned up on Facebook, smoking weed and doing everything else. And then in public, I ain't saying you can't, but I'm just saying how you portray yourself. That is what how people will perceive you. And that goes mm. for me, for my husband, for my daughter. And I told, just was telling my daughter, I said, your reputation is the only thing that you have. I said, you could go on and cure cancer and people are going to remember you based on the negative, not on the positive. When mm. Maya Angelou passed away, CNN said, once prostitute turned off or has passed away. Now, why mm. they put that in there? Why was that necessary? Why was that necessary? Yeah, people love to bring in that one time, that, that one, one thing. Time. That one thing. They do. You, you're absolutely right, especially with our women and our men. It's like, what does that have to do with the fact that, you know, they passed away or that something else happened to them? You know, what does this past action have to do with that? Right. Yeah. Yep. You're right. And I, you know, I just try to teach my daughter, you know, yes, it's 2018 and there should be an even playing field, but there's not. Women are looked differently than men. Not saying that it's not, it's not supposed to be that way, but it is. We just can't do the same things that men can do. And even further than that, why do you even want to? Mm. So that's just my soapbox from, from me. (laughs) (laughs) you know and when you have daughters I just have to make sure that I am teaching her carry yourself a certain way and that appearances and how people perceive you are what you will carry with you for the rest of your life you know don't just be dating somebody just to be dating somebody last year (laughs) this is funny um she was liking some little boy at school and was Mm -hmm. taking my uh uh, my fruit roll-ups to school to the little boy uh, for lunch. Give him my fruit roll-ups that I done bought. Mm, I know you lying. Look, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he need to be bringing you fruit roll-ups. You don't take him fruit roll-ups. If you take another one of my fruit roll-ups and give him to a little boy at school, sweet baby black Jesus. <laughs> oh, we going to have some problems, huh? We're going to have some problems. We ain't doing no struggle love starting early. No matter <laughs> We ain't starting out dating with a struggle love. No. That's right. You're not going to start taking him to fruit roll-ups, girl. Right. You're not the fruit roll-up winner. Right. No. Uh-uh. You better tell his mama to go buy him some fruit roll-ups so he can get you. Mm-mm. Girl, maybe she was trying to train him so that every time he saw her, he'd get, he'd get happy like she had a fruit roll-up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He need to be happy when he see you and bringing you the fruit roll-ups, boo. You the prize. Mm-mm. mm Yes. Girl, you better preach on today. Yes, you surprise. Yes. yes. I t- see, now, listeners, I told y'all, <laughs> Tamika will speak her opinion, and she don't care about what y'all think. 
she gonna tell you how it is and she said she got her husband and she go all across the world with her husband so she know what she's talking about <laughs> you know everything don't work for everybody right. i'm just saying if you make men are hunters by nature and if you make it too easy for them they don't want it mm. you just men like it say, form, huh? they do they like that chase Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, tell your viewers don't be around here trying to find somebody homeless because they done did that on TV. Talking about they gonna dust them off, girl. Yeah, because he sure they had no place to live or no job. Yeah, mm. no, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm good. I'm straight. But she love him. Mm-mm, I'm straight. Yeah, <laughs> you good? I'm good. On yes. to the next. On to the next. Can't be able to do it. No, girl. I mean, it's it's nice that that's their love story and that it's worked out for them, but I just don't think that that, that will work out for everybody. Right. Because then when you dust them off and you get them in some clothes and you make them look all nice and then they get to showing they bleed. <laughs> no. After you done took them off the street, got them and put them, brushed his teeth, took them to the dentist, and then he going to get to start showing his butt once uh, he realized he ain't dusted no more. <laughs> Was he? He got a little something, something now. He got a little something, something. He realized he ain't dusted. Then, oh, okay. Ooh, you sure do run that wrist, don't you? Yes, you do. Lord, you be the one who dust them off for him to go, to go. Then, you know, give all what you don't work for to somebody else. Mm-mm. Right? No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. Everybody dying. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Everybody dying. Everybody dying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a project management person. There's some people who love a project, but I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I ain't on no on no project management either. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm good. Again, I just turned 47 last week. You do not look 47 at all. You're fine, y'all. Y'all wait till y'all go to the blog. Y'all gonna be like 47 where? Yes, I just turned 40. I keep thinking, wow, in a few years I'm gonna be 50. Like, oh my god. Yeah, they say 40s is 40s is an amazing time. No, I'm still in my 30s, but you know what it is. If I had to go back, it would just be to 40. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go back to my 30s at all. Yes, I'm one of those people who I'm. Ha- you know, I don't get messed up about birthdays and aging and stuff. I just feel like you know, if we're blessed to be here, you know, that is better than the alternative. So right. I'm happy to turn ages. You know, I got sick. I could not be here right now. I could right. not made 30. So. You know, being able to age and get older and get to those milestones in life, I'm all for it. And everybody who I notice in their 40s is just enjoying themselves immensely. So I am yes, looking forward yes. to it. It's been the, the best time. I feel like I finally have come into my own. I don't have a problem with saying no. I'm not going to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to do something or try to please everybody those days are long gone. You realize that life is short, and if it doesn't make me happy, I have no desire to do it. Mm. Amen. Yep. Amen. I that comes when you turn 40. Because <laughs> <laughs> before then, you're like, oh, I don't want to say no. Oh, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them mad at me. Okay, mm. you mad? All right, then. <laughs> it's like, okay. And okay. All right. Get over it. Get on with it. Right. Oh, wow. Thank you for all of this advice and girl talk about struggle love. I appreciate you joining me on the Adventure in Ridiculosity segment as well. So 
if you can tell everybody one more time how they can follow you and look at your blog. Yes, again, uh, my name is Tamiko Harvey. I am with passportsandgrub.com. You can follow me across all social media platforms um, at passports with an S P A S S P O R T S A N D. G-R-U-B, Passports and Grub. Follow me on all of my travels. Yes, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withappen6.com and at withappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.